0: Hello, to the Old Man Orange podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes, bringing you another Old Man Orange presents via VHS episode. One of them from the rarities vault that we have from back in the day that just never got put out. So come join us for another fun-filled retro movie review. Let's jump on in.
1: So welcome back, finally, to the via VHS retro movie podcast. Spencer, and I have a busy night tonight. We're gonna we're gonna um. D- mm, double up, mm, mm, two podcasts. Hopefully, yes. We'll yes.
0: feature s- it, but as in two different versions, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, I was gonna, I was gonna do one extended podcast to kind of like double them up, but I figured they, one thing they both needed their, they deserve their own episode, both mm-hmm. films. Um, and then also there was some really cool stuff with the Predator one that I wanted to touch on the original Predator within the flashback portal that I thought would be really cool. Um, but, um, yeah, so we're doing, uh, predator from 1987 Then we're going to do, um, predator two, um, from 1990. And then uh, we're doing this because, uh, next week we'll be doing a flash, uh, fast forward episode, uh, that gimmick that we have where we look at, um, contemporary films from VHS era franchises cause prey is coming out. Um, Yeah, exclusive to Hulu so far getting rave reviews. Um, People seem pretty pumped about it. I was pumped anyway, uh, because conceptually, it seemed pretty cool. the the director seems pretty cool. Um, And it seems like things are kind of, you know, uh, people seem pretty positive about it. So uh, that's pretty good. Hey,
0: it's supposed to explain where that 1715 pistol Andy Glover gets at the end. It's supposed to explain that in that movie. Hmm. That, that that's Ooh. that's the big thing about it is it really ties into Predator too, or at least that part.
1: That is cool. I, there's, we'll touch on that more with on the other episode. Yeah, because uh, we're just being gluttonous bastards this week. We're giving you all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Uh, Channel fifty five is finally debuting in the morning after so much. Dude, I have had a lot of issues. Really, um, uh, internet issues. I was supposed to record. Um, yesterday with um um everything i learned from movies um Mm -hmm. didn't get that done didn't have the internet for it
0: you know and sometimes once it gets to this peak hot part of the summer i think everybody's just hanging out indoors and what are they doing they're using up the internet because the worst thing that can like attack the internet is when too many people are like streaming movies and so on like that and you top it off streaming video games and all that stuff nowadays like that's the kind of stuff that really just eats up the internet. The bandwidth just goes away.
1: I wish we could strip the internet back to where it was in the early two thousands, except for this function. I love this aspect of it. But
0: if we, well, it's just, like you know. There's something about the late 90s to, like, early 2000s internet, like, I felt like, and even farther, a little bit farther back, I always called that, that was, like, the Wild West age of the internet, where there was so much more freedom online, there were so many different places you could find and cool mm-hmm. stuff, because it's kind of like nowadays, like, even if you go to buy stuff, like like, try to go find other places to buy, like, DVDs or movies or any of that kind of stuff, there's very very few places out there and most of them just aren't really like up to par where i remember back then like you know amazon and ebay were only one out of like you know many many places you could go to find stuff to buy stuff you know and the downfall is is just the you know Mm -hmm. the big stores just kind of got bigger and bigger and just kind of killed off all the little ones and so on like that and you know, the SEOs took over and all that kind of stuff. And it's sad because it's like there used to be that time period where there was just so much stuff you could find on the internet. And it's weird how it's almost gotten smaller, even though it's gotten further in time.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know. I missed that there was a charm. There was a personality to the old internet. And mm-hmm. um my brother's actually doing some coding stuff. He's working in this coding boot camp right now. Oh and nice. I said I said, Bro, I said can you make me a um a GeoCities like w- themed website, like I'm talking, I want it tacky as hell. I want music to play as soon as you go on it. Before via VHS, of course, but like I want yes, dancing yes. baby, S- S- fiery skull. You know, the visitor counter at the bottom, Netscape logo. I want all of it yeah exactly well it,
0: that's kind of like even like you think back in the day on even other things too it's like you used to be able to, like on your social media pages you could customize the live in daylights album and it's funny as with the farther we go along we could actually do less yeah it, it's weird it's, it's weird that like in the dial-up days you could actually do more than you can do nowadays i mean beyond the streaming part if you minus out that section of it the streaming is the big thing that kind of changes with it but i feel mm. the rest of just the websites and things like that i feel like they they kind of went downhill Compared to like what they used to oh, be. Oh,
1: God. Well, the Facebook really took it like logistically, I guess, functionally. Take away all mm-hmm. the things that it is. Just functionally, Facebook has got to figure it out. I mean, it's, it's your one-stop shop. You really don't need the other ones. Like if you did it right, like if it wasn't such a shithole.
0: You know, they got videos. They got shopping.
1: Yeah. It's just a shithole. And like, but my space wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to get on today and my mm-hmm. crazy uncle's going to be yelling about conspiracy theories. So it was like, Hey, I have an Aerosmith background and here's the mute song that plays when you go to my thing. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, it's fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. And here's a bunch of flashing lights that I shouldn't have, but it's my choice. So that's why yeah, I have them.
1: <laughs> my page, my choice, you know, i uh, not making light of yeah, anything. Exactly. I say I that mean, I just, just, you know. Um,
0: but hey, as I said, I, the, the Wild West days—it was fun.
1: It was fun. It was a charm to it, and I, I do like not having to wait an hour to load Nick's WCW page. But <laughs> I miss I miss that kind of stuff. Um,
0: you anyway, know, ironically though, at 56K days, they used to load faster just because websites didn't have so much junk going on in them. They were they were just streamlined almost in the right way. Yeah, as long as somebody knew what they were doing.
1: I see for me and I don't know enough about the internet. So somebody may listen to this and be like, wow, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about, but it felt like when I visited family in Florida or I was in other places, it went a little bit faster, but the dial up that we had and we oh, didn't yeah. even have the cheap kind. It was just like the, it was like Statesfield.net was the thing that you got. Like, um, um, and it was just, it was bad. It was just really, really, really bad. And it was super slow. So I do, if the speed can stay the same, I like this ability to to do what we're doing now. This is great. Um, So just keep all the things I want. And if everything else can go back in time a little (laughs) bit, that would be great.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? If anything, I think we should jump back in time. What do you say?
1: Oh, you know, I think, I think that we, you know, if the internet should have a flux capacitor mm -hmm. functionality. And we could jump into the flashback portal, but you know what? We're going to do that anyway. We're gonna right do now, that. we're going. All right, so flashback portal. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so what I've been wanting to happen mm-hmm. so bad is like I I mentioned this episodes ago. I'm gonna start talking about news when we do the flashback portal, and every week I go on there and I'm like, what's well, in the news the week this movie came out, and jack shit happens nothing happens except yeah. for this week. The same day, uh, our rewind re- review for this episode is the first Predator, and we're going to do Predator 2 next episode. Mm-hmm. And so we're going back to, um, I think it's, I, I'm not looking at it right now, June 12th, 1987, I believe. I'll yes, take you tw-
0: double check. Yeah. June 12th,
1: 1987. Um, not only did Predator release that day, but that same day, Ronald Reagan told Gorbachev, tear down that wall. This wall. Tear down this wall. I'm not saying that the release of Predator ended the Cold War or precipitated the fall of the Soviet Union, but I'm not saying it didn't either.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, even in Predator One, I mean, they do find those Soviet documents in there. And you know Arnold's getting pissed off at Carl Weathers for taking him on the wrong mission and whatnot. But maybe the Predator himself stopped the Cold War. Maybe the Soviets saw something there, like you know it's not worth it anymore. Once aliens evolved, that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. I, I don't know. But it's just like there was so much muscly man action, so much America in there that maybe it just they they just you know shiver their timbers, I guess you could say. And they said, well, "I'm backing out." I mean, when you got Jesse Ventura, I ain't got time to bleed. Just greased up, oiled up, and (laughs) just it's uber American. And then just after that, they're like, "We got to tear this wall down now." Like, what's (laughs) what? We can't go on with this pretense that we're going to win this thing anymore. I mean, look what America (laughs) just did.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we saw Rocky Four.
1: Yeah, you saw Rocky Four, and then that was like, "Oh, that was like the that was like the first (laughs) you know hit to the wall." And then this happens. They're like, "We got to tear this shit down. (laughs) We have no chance anymore." Uh, Cold War's over, yeah. It's done. I don't think what year did it actually end. It was, I think technically it ended in ninety.
0: Yeah, I want to say so because.
1: With, with some Predator two was released.
0: Yeah, exactly. So. I almost want to say that also because y- when you have um rambo three whenever that kind of came out like the thing was is when that movie was kind of being made you still had all that soviet stuff and then the second by the time the movie kind of came out it's like oh yeah by the way soviets aren't uh bad anymore so yeah <laughs> I, I know we got this patriotism going towards like fighting them but now it's kind of changed in the between the start of this movie and the release date yeah by this point i don't think anybody notices it anymore it was just more at the moment they kind of noticed it
1: Oh yeah. I mean it was, you know, that was um I mean I guess this was technically the end of it the Gorbachev tear down this wall thing, but I think 1990 was actually the fall of the Soviet Union when it was like uh, we're gonna you know.
0: Yeah, that but, that's, um, that's kind of it.
1: But I finally had a new story and I'm pumped about it.
0: Exactly, at least there's finally one that's not, you know, just it any old kind of boring ones like Yeah. You know what I mean? You get you get a classic one right there. Yeah.
1: Uh so write it down, you could write I said it. That you know, predator into the Cold War.
0: Yeah, that, that was John McTiernan's plan the whole time.
1: Yeah, thanks, John McTiernan, for everything <laughs> that you do. Um. So yeah, that was June twelfth, nineteen eighty seven. Mister Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ronald Reagan, feel how you want to feel, but he tore down that wall. He did. Reagan smashed. Reagan smashed, well, Nancy, I, <laughs> I, I fucked him up, no, but anyway, yeah, um,
0: so it would be like the, the Ronald Reagan teams up with that chimpanzee that he had back in like the fifties <laughs> I, I love old Ronald Reagan movies, they're always great.
1: I can only time I'm like picturing Ronald Reagan dialogue in my head, like him saying something i can I can, don't picture him. I picture the puppet from the Atlantic Confusion video. <laughs> The genesis like always feature yeah. that like this. Well Nancy, I like you know, just this is off. I'm like, why is a Muppet here? <laughs> I don't know why. That's just what I just put on picture. Um, great video if you've never seen it. Um, Land of Confusion. Um we'll do you I'm gonna let you decide. Do you wanna do music first or are we gonna go um
0: let, we'll build up. We'll go music, movies, then the movie.
1: I, I like that. Uh, I like it. So, um, if you have never listened to Flashback Portal before, this is when we go back to the week of said movie released. We look at the pop culture surrounding uh, the release of that movie. What was, you know, playing on the radio in your car, driving to the theater? Um, what else was in the box office against said movie? Um, Hot 100. Um, I didn't pull up the rock charts or any of that stuff because we had to kind of speed through these episodes a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go through all the video sales And all that stuff Although there was some cool stuff in there But um, number one On the um, Billboard Hot 100 uh, Is um, Kim Wild Keep me hanging on oh. You just keep me hang- Love that song, not really oh, yeah, that's, um, that's,
0: uh, one that's one you still hear though.
1: Yeah, Always, Atlantic Star That's popped up before On one I some other so. movie we did We'll see when we do the box office Which movie that was Yeah, I think it was a Bond.
0: Oh, I think *The Living Daylights*.
1: I think it was. We're just guessing, but I think that I think you're right. Um, Lisa, Lisa, the Cult Jam, they love you from head to toe. That's what it says. There we go. Coming in number three, "Lady in Red" by Krista Berg. Um, that Whitney Houston, she wants to dance with somebody. Oh, I forgot that. That is when that song is. Yeah. 1987. That, that's guess still
0: like one. the number one song, or like the number one requested song. It's like, oh, it's been that for like 30 years or whatever.
1: But like weddings and stuff or just like.
0: Yeah. Just, I think for just yeah, for like a DJ request list. A lot of times you see them on that. That song's always like top three. Really? Really? Yeah. Guaranteed that that probably gets played at like 90% of weddings, if not more.
1: Weird. I never would have thought of that, but I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of times, no. it's an open dancing start song, too.
1: Hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, Diamonds. Herb Alpert. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> number six. Uh, you'll like this one. Um, Wanted, Dead or Alive. No, bon Jovi.
0: There we go. I, I knew um, that was going to come on there. I didn't, I didn't know if like Guns N' Roses was going to hit up on here, too, because that's 87. That's probably a little bit later that it starts to start peaking.
1: But you got the Jovi. Yeah,
0: you got, got Jovi.
1: And then after that, you have one of my, we just mentioned this band just a minute ago, Mr. Phil Collins here with Genesis Into Deep. Oh, and um, there you
0: go. One
1: of their more slower, kind of, um, poppy romantic hits there. Um, making a weird, um, appearance on the charts in the 80s, Smokey Robinson with a Seer. Um, and then finally coming in number 10. Nothing's going to change my love for you by Glenn Mitty. I can't, there's a typo. I'm looking at the actual billboard charts and I cannot read the name. So I'm not going to butcher it because I literally cannot see it.
0: (laughs) It's just, it's probably one of those ones, just the the copied version of it or whatever when they scan it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It looks like MED. I can't tell if it's an O. I can't tell. I really can't see. I just know it ends with Ross. So that's what I want.
0: It's not Aerosmith, so it doesn't matter.
1: This, there you go. That's honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um just a few of them on here, me, uh, with or without you by um you 2 Mm-hmm. Um Heart Alone. Oh you there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh Heat of the Night by Brian Adams.
0: It's a good one right uh, there. I like that song.
1: hmm And then uh Sweet Sixteen, Billy Idol.
0: Oh, there we go. Billy making the chart.
1: And yeah, there you go. And then uh new to the charts this week, number thirty three, it's gonna it's gonna go up. Uh, girls, girls, girls. Motley Crue.
0: Oh, Motley Crue. There we go.
1: Yeah, there you go. So they—that's it's a pretty old. Talk Dirty Me is also uh, there. No poison.
0: Yeah. See, see, they're, they're, this is why this is why the eighties is kind of a good time. Is you can actually have metal bands on like the charts.
1: Yeah, you have Herb Alpert and and Motley Crue on the same. Like it's same. It's like, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I just want to throw that out there. So that's pretty interesting. So yeah, there's your Hot 100. There you're, you're. You're driving to the theater. You're probably listening to rock music. Let's be real.
0: Yeah, if you're going like, to see Predator, you probably are listening to the, the Girls, Girls, Girls album. Yeah, you know. You, I might, would you, say- you know, probably. I actually, would even say if you're listening to or if you're going to see Predator, you're probably listening to a little, a little bit older. Harder Rock. You're probably listening to more like Quiet Riot and you're listening to like Dio and things like that. I feel like that's, that's what came...
1: Dio came to mind for me. That's <laughs> yeah. the one that hit my mind. So we'll You know, go like, maybe yeah. some
0: Man of War for sure, you know maybe. what I mean? Because Man of War is all about pumping iron and wearing a loincloth and being as manly as possible.
1: <laughs> that's well... Okay. Well, I think that's the... that's You know, really shouldn't have I been mean, done this.
0: They, they even got all kinds of songs about being in Vietnam and coming back and so on like that too, so...
1: Well, there you go. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that's what you should listen to uh, if you're back in time and you're going to see Predator in whatever vehicle you're going to see that in. But um, looking at the box office for the week of June twelfth, nineteen 1987, a lot mm-hmm. of people went to see Predator. It wasn't just you a know, couple. It, it was a lot.
0: No, it, um, it was a big deal film.
1: It was a big deal film. It brought in $12 million opening weekend. They're more at the box office. Um, opening alongside Predator number two at the box office, uh, The Witches of Eastwick.
0: Oh, that's actually yeah, because that that was that's one of the movies that was a huge movie when it kind of came out, kind of forgotten nowadays. I feel.
1: I agree, yeah. Which is of East Week number number two. It's it's so weird when we do a movie and it's actually number one at the box office because we we yeah, usually cause mostly to, it's
0: always takes a, takes a week or two to, for it to kind of catch in there,
1: mm-hmm. or it's just the way we do it. We're, we find like I mean we've done movies e- even within this first this new run like the first few episodes. It's been like there's been a few that just weren't even on there like hard boiled. And a yeah. few, like, what's um, the anime? We, uh, movie and-
0: well, hard-boiled. Whenever they're international movies, it's a little bit different, I think. Yeah, See, this but, uh- one, this is right when Arnold is starting to become, like, because Predator almost defines, like, now he is just the ultimate number one guy. Not saying that the movie's beforehand, but I feel like Conan and Terminator and Commando, that all sort of built up to it, but I feel by the time Predator hits, Everybody wants to go see Arnold. Every, everybody mm-hmm. who's kind of like you know into action movies, like that's their number one guy now. Like he he kind of has taken it over from everybody
1: else. Yeah, Predator was big, and then once he did Terminator Two, it was just like mega. Yeah, then it
0: then he's like... the blockbuster. You know, everybody everybody knows him. Even great great grandma knows who Arnold is now.
1: Yeah. What's that guy, Arnold? Or <laughs> my grandma would have butchered his name. She butchered every name. Um, It'd be
0: like my great grandma. She just knew him because uh, you know she was married, or he was married to Maria Shriver. Like, that was that was how she knew it as. <laughs> and she'd be like, I don't understand why she had, he has to marry that big old muscle-bound guy, you know.
1: How, just, can you imagine when, like, <laughs> she brought him to, like, Hyannis Port or whatever, like, <laughs> you brought him up there, like, to Cape Cod for their, like, little family get-togethers or, like, Thanksgiving or whatever, like...
0: Yeah, you, you know it first, everyone's conflict. like, the hell is this guy, you know what I mean, like... <laughs>
1: I just can't even imagine. they like, Maria, what are you doing? And he's a Republican. Like, he was always, like, yeah. a Republican. So it's like. Yeah.
0: I mean, the only thing that would be worse is if she brought home somebody from Motley Krill. <laughs> that would have been just like. The... I think
1: they might have been, like, just because he's, like, still could have been a. Democrat like but like Arnold was like like literally buff Rush Limbaugh like he smoked cigars <laughs> he was like the same person but I, like politically actually he's actually really kind of moderate when you listen to him he's actually yeah, got he, really he, cool ideas actually but
0: yeah. yeah he's kind of almost an in-between realistically but you know still leans more on the Republican side
1: yeah I think that what they call those and I might be wrong here but I think it's like a Rockefeller Republican
0: yeah, yeah like I know a, that gotcha
1: yeah um Beverly Hills Cop Two. Uh Ooh, number th- there's a good one.
0: There's a good one right there. Tony Scott. Yeah.
1: Wasn't number one. Obviously now it's been a, it's a couple weeks old, so it's not deb- debuting this week. That's a bitch in box office, by the way.
0: That is um, like those three three movies right there are already huge films.
1: Well, number four. Got some De Palma here going on. We got the untouchables.
0: Oh, it's another fantastic film. This is it's just a good time for action movies, too
1: yeah 87 definitely um number five at at the box office the believers i don't know much about this, this yes yeah,
0: i know that name but i can't tell you anything more about it
1: um just reading off the rest of it here um six through uh we'll go to 12 because that's what's listed most none of, there's only one more movie that's debuting this week with these other films uh it's not mm-hmm. number six that's harry and the hendersons uh well, s-
0: that, that has the guy who plays the predator plays uh the uh, Harry.
1: So he's in the box office twice the same.
0: Week. He is, yes.
1: Damn. Um, Ernest Goes to Camp, number Ooh, seven. Oh, that's
0: a great film right there.
1: Mm-hmm. We got to get into some Ernest, man.
0: Oh, we do. My we gosh. Have,
1: I think we need an Ernest month, or we could do that twice because there's yeah. so many films that we can break them up, you know. Um, The Secret of My Success, number eight. Number nine, Platoon.
0: Oh, let's see another great action film right mm-hmm. there.
1: Uh, the other movie that's opening this week with these films is uh million dollar mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chipmunk adventure coming at 10 and number 12, a movie that's been out for a while now, but a movie I actually really, it's one of my favorite eighties movies It's become, uh, it's crocodile Dundee. Oh,
0: I love crocodile Dundee so much. I like all three of them too. Like this, that's one of those series. All three of them
1: are good. My wife and I don't fight much. We- <laughs> This is a big. She she teases me all the time about this, crocodile Dundee, or Dundee, because it's too easy. end. I say crocodile Dundee.
0: Yeah, she I always noticed. said Dundee,
1: Dundee, right? She goes, no. Yeah, you, you emphasize Dundee. the D. Yeah.
0: Well, that, 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 yeah. you're just saying it faster if you do it the other way,
1: crocodile Dundee.
0: Yeah, no. but it's Dundee. crocodile Dundee.
1: Dundee sounds D-U-N-D-Y. Yeah, I'm just it's saying. D.
0: You got to emphasize that crocodile
1: D. Dundee. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't know why this was a, a big thing. She still does it. She says it the other way just to mess with me all the time. I'll be like, that's not a knife. And then oh, is that Crocodile Dundee? I'll just get out of here.
0: <laughs> Paul Hogan, amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you watch that trailer for that weird Paul Hogan thing I sent you? Like um the incredible mister. Uh, yeah. It yeah.
0: was it felt like some weird like he was held at gunpoint and needed to make a <laughs> crocodile dundee four movie, but it wasn't really crocodile dundee
1: four. Like he needed, like he owed taxes, is what it yeah. was. <laughs>
0: like he yeah, had to he, make something. He had like a red fox incident or something.
1: Yeah, he had to get, like he called Chevy Chase up. He called like everybody else out of the grave. <laughs> it looks like the yeah. rapture. Like he had um John Calice was in there and like Chevy Chase. There was all of these other people in it, and it's just I'm I'm intrigued. I kind of want to watch it just because.
0: Yeah, uh, that's, that's how I felt too. It. I I was interested in it though. It was kind of like, hmm, this is. Uh, Kind of
1: bizarre. When, with, it's not a it's not an actual Crocodile Dundee movie. It's just like the it's based off. I can it's a it's a meta movie. It's another meta yeah. kind of situation. When we do the Crocodile Dundee, Dundee movies, when we do those, we'll have to do the Incredible. I think it's called the Incredible Mr. Dundee or something like that. Yeah, I saw that show. I'm like, what? The
0: it's cu- it's cu- maybe it's doing the thing is like the Nicolas Cage movie came out where Nicolas Cage plays himself and then he kind of gets thrown into action. I feel like maybe it's like one's, ones like because a lot of times when one script sells, it feels like two or three other ones that are in that, like the exact same style get sold right away, too.
1: Yeah. Except the Nicolas Cage one's a cool idea. And then this one just looks like a bunch of people that I like if you told me they were dead, I'm like, oh, I believe that. I just missed it somehow. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> so, somehow, some way.
1: Uh, uh, look up the trailer. But anyway, so that's your flashback portal for this week. Um, we got to get into business. Yes, um, do. So, 1987, Ronald Reagan says, tear down that wall. They mm-hmm. do it. And to celebrate immediately. I don't know what time of day Reagan said that. I don't know what the time frame was. You know, we're looking at two different, we're, different time zones here. But the stars aligned to where the, you know, one of the final blows of the Cold War and Predator came out the same day. And it's so fitting because. It really is. Predator. Is the ultimate testosterone flick. But people try to say it's the best action flick of all time or one of the best action flicks of all time. I'm not disagreeing that it's great, but I don't necessarily want to call it just an action flick. It's more it's kind of yeah. a slasher film. It's, it's it's a lot of different things.
0: Well, that's what almost makes it kind of special is because it is an action movie, but it's also a horror movie. It's also a sci-fi movie. And then if you get even to like the sub-sub genres, then you do have it's a war movie. It's a slasher movie. It's all kinds of other stuff. But it is it's like Jurassic Park where it's sort of like Jurassic Park is an action movie, a horror movie, an adventure movie. It's a lot of things in one, a sci-fi movie. And sometimes it's kind of hard to sort of say that. Now, if somebody said that this movie is their favorite action movie all the time, I would never argue with it because I feel like it is one of those ones that's like – it is up there. I mean, me as a kid, like me and my buddy Kyle, like two movies that we would watch like religiously was Top Gun and Predator. We watched Mm -hmm. the living daylights out of those VHS tapes. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. as kids, we would go outside and play Predator, and we had a kind of a rule that nobody could be Arnold Schwarzenegger, so everybody could be all the other characters. We felt Arnold was too big to be anybody else, so I remember my character. I was always Billy. That was who I gravitated towards, because he's that. one of my favorites, but you know I mean? We just kind of filled out the rest there, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was just kind of imaginarily there. You know, it's one of those things, but this movie was just so amazing. And I feel like it's it's a great movie for a kid because it's the perfect like, R-rated mm. movie that you can show someone really young. And then some people might go, it's kind of weird because it is violent, but you know, violence is one thing. But it's kind of like that one where it's like, there, there's like a light bit of swearing in it, but beyond that, it's really just the violence and they're fighting an aliens and an aliens fighting them back and so on like that. Perfect gateway R-rated movie, I think.
1: Well, it's funny you say that because I was, um, my son had kind of taken a fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And my other son was sleeping in my arms the other day, and I was like, "Ooh, time for Predator!" And so I watched them in reverse order this time because I hadn't seen Predator Two nearly as much, obviously. Yeah. And I, while I was watching it, my son woke up right when it was one of the big interests of Predator and Predator Two. He's like, "Sea monster!" I'm like, "Okay, we'll go with it." And he was yeah. like, "All he got really into it," and he was like screaming at Predator the whole time. Yeah. Um. So I I let him watch some of it. He's already he's already seen Jaws and he just made him love sharks more. So I'm like, man, whatever.
0: (laughs) That's mostly kind of how it is. I feel like as a kid, like there's a certain I think when you're sometimes older, it can actually scare you more than when you're younger. When you're younger, you just you almost enjoy it more in a weird way. And it becomes almost like you, you see different stuff that other people don't see
1: yeah, he just saw a sea monster, and yeah, I don't think he really conceptualized the death blows or anything like that. So it's just like, oh wow, this is cool. It's a monster. Yeah. So he watched some of it, and I kind of feel bad about it a little bit, but also not. So <laughs> we'll see. No,
0: as I said, I, I think that it's totally the right R-rated movie to show really early on.
1: Yeah, I guess so, um, but it is violent. Maybe not Predator Two
0: as much, because Predator Two is even more kind of it has more extreme stuff. But Pretty, predator one, I feel is a little yeah. bit more kind of like it, it, it's still actiony and violent and all that stuff, but it's kind of like i it, sound, it sounds so weird to say it, but like kind of violent in like the right direction, I guess you know what I mean it's
1: mhm, it's not too gratuitous um and mo- a lot of the violent stuff like really gruesome stuff, um, most of it, not all of it, but a lot of it happens off screen and then you see the corpse or the yeah you know the blood. Or guts or whatever after you see the people skinned alive, but you don't see them actually being skinned alive, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But um I um came into this movie very late in life. Really? I, yeah, because this is just one of those ones like I knew how to choose my battles with my parents about mm-hmm. what I could and couldn't watch. If you listen to the Channel 55 episode I did with Alex, you hear some of the hangups so my mom had, which <laughs> some of them are just funny. But she wasn't super strict, and so I just, like, I knew when to kind of choose my battles. But this isn't one that, like, Uncle Jody likes, so he didn't introduce it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just always wanted to see it. And I actually had a Predator toy when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Um, but I still didn't really get a chance to watch it. And then when I did, it was, I think I watched it um two times the first night I saw it, and then I watched it again the next day. Because I just... yeah. Was obsessed with it. Um, Wasn't that old, but older than I should have been to see it for the first time.
0: Yeah. I I know those months when you find those movies that you're like, holy crap, it's so good. I got to like almost make up for lost time and so Mm -hmm. on like that. You know, this is just one of those ones that like, because the very first Arnold Schwarzenegger movie I ever saw, I want to say was Last Action Hero. And that's what kind of got me really into Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then all the other movies just kind of came like right around 1993 or 94, whenever that movie came out on video, like it mm-hmm. just was like I playing the catch-up game. It's like the Terminator, Terminator 2, Predator, Total Recall, you know, Twins, all the kind of stuff right there mm. and so on like that. And I just got this ultra obsession kind of going with Arnold, that I still have today. I mean, like if you look behind me, I just got, you know, there's a Turbo Man back there. There's two Arnold Schwarzenegger posters. There's a, above me, there's Arnold Schwarzenegger laser discs and all kinds of stuff, <laughs> you know, so it's one of those ones. Like I always feel like the things that I'm most obsessed with it's Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff, and that follows along with Jurassic Park and 007.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie is um, iconic. It's classic. I mean, there's so much... It's hard to really almost review it, because so it's more of a retrospective, because obviously we love it. I mean, yeah. there's really nothing negative, but some things that I noticed about it is this: this movie, you can nitpick the effects or whatever, but it just holds up very well. It's not... It doesn't feel like an '80s movie, no. Like in in terms of its character, like the big muscly guys, like basically ma- imagine your GI Joe action figures came to life, and they are a bunch of degenerates. <laughs> like they, they kind of had that vibe to it, and a lot of other action movies do, like Commandos there too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some parallels between that, but it's the way it's shot, the way it's just ahead of its time a little bit, kind of like Die Hard also, which is the very next yeah, year. Same director. I feel like it's that yeah. thing. It's,
0: it's John McTiernan was one of those kind of guys who was in a sense, creating the nineties look of movies, but you know, doing them in the eighties right then and there kind of the same way that some of Tony Scott stuff is even too, like where it feels mm-hmm. a little bit more futuristic than it, than it really is when you look at the actual like date, you know? And I think just this one too, like, it creates that one you got this big huge cast of characters which a lot of times in action movies back in the olden days i know you had things like magnificent seven but even in magnificent seven when you really like break that movie down there's some big actors in it but a lot of those actors almost aren't really as well known at that time period like charles bronson he's in there it's like we know him like now as being a huge actor but at that time period most people probably like oh there's that guy in there you yeah. know what i mean they wouldn't have thought anything of it to him at that time and so on but like this movie right here is one of those ones where it's like it does have kind of a, a pretty big kind of decent list. Now, I mean, it's not like as much like an Expendables one where you just got like all like the list is one. But it's yeah. got still it's like, you know, it's like you got Arnold. You got Carl Weathers, you know, who's been there since like the Rocky movies and so on like that. You got Jesse Ventura from wrestling and everything like that. You're bringing that in. Even um, I can remember the. Um, uh richard chavez that guy's actually like an actual vietnam vet too just like jesse ventura so it gives that kind of actual authenticity to it you know of course you got bill duke who's always amazing in anything he mm-hmm. does but you know he's also right there with commando with arnold and whatnot and you know shane black you got him in there you know from right and lethal weapon and all that good stuff there's so many characters in there and even uh, the sunny guy the guy who plays um Oh whatever, Billy! Like uh, we, were, he was in uh, that other Carl's Weathers movie. No, I think that's actually the year after. Um, um,
1: it's
0: Action we, Jackson, Action
1: Jackson. Well, we we actually did an Action Jackson episode in the past. I don't know where it's on it's sad anymore. But <coughs> the interesting thing about that we brought this up when we did Action Jackson is that there's that Joel Silver like there's that run of Joel Silver films mm-hmm. from like Commando a little bit past this one where maybe some of the biggest actors might change out a little bit but like a lot of the side actors and side players are show up a lot within like a mm-hmm. 2 to 3 year span of like five movies Yeah, actually but more than 5 I think maybe 5 to 7 movies uh you Gary Busey is in like well he's in Predator 2 he's also you know a Lethal Weapon and then Danny Glover's in a Lethal Weapon and then Predator 2 and then You you see a lot of overlap. You know, Carl Weathers is actually Jackson, but he's also in this. It goes. There's there's so many examples, but even the smaller roles, like the you know the less important ones, you see those guys show up a lot in that like that five to seven year period. These these guys got a lot of work.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, but just having this humongous thing, you know, list of all these kind of characters and so on, like this, it's almost kind of a because a lot of action movies back in the day, like you think of like a lot of times Clint Eastwood movies. Clint Eastwood a for example, Clint Eastwood's mostly he's in there. He's the biggest actor. You notice that everybody else in there is almost like C actors compared to him. It's almost like they don't surround him with a bunch of other people. Once in a blue moon, you get like the Clint Eastwood burnt Reynolds one or something like that. But that's almost not very common. It's a lot of times. Here's our A-list actor surround him with kind of like the C-list people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the people like you might recognize their face, but you're not going to maybe recognize their name kind of stuff. Where this one just is, it's like a bunch of people right off the bat. You're like, holy crap, look at all these actors right in here. I mean, granted, probably for me as a kid, this is probably the movie where I learned about mostly all these guys was actually from this movie first and foremost. And then the other stuff circled around afterwards. But
1: it needed Mr. T though.
0: It kind of well, it kinda does. Even though like the same time though, it's like I, I love Bill Duke so much because I feel like if you had Mr. Oh, T, he would he would probably take over either you know, he'd either take over um Carl Weathers, or he would have taken over Bill Duke's kind of slot, and so on, like that. Yeah, which would have
1: been unfortunate. We've talked before, I think, during Action Jackson, how when you look at this group here, Mm -hmm. uh, Carl Weathers is the best actor out of these this this group of people. Yeah, Arnold's just charisma. Like he's a big dude, but he's got just he's he's not a good actor. And but you you just love
0: you love him for what because he does things that nobody else can do, and I think yeah. that's sort of what makes him you know he doesn't have to be like the most like you know hey he's going to choose scenery and all that kind of stuff he doesn't have to because he, he play you know he just has to be Arnold and that Arnold's larger than life, and that's something that even the best of actors can't even play Arnold you know what I mean
1: well that's the thing too with this is that even though he's larger than life in real life mm-hmm. um and he's obviously the leader of this group and, like, the main guy, the main focus, especially the last act of this movie. He doesn't overshadow the other guys. Like, they feel like – you feel like these guys belong with him, especially yeah. Jesse the Body of Like, they had such a – like, a friendly – I think it was a friendly competition. They're filming <laughs> well, of this with the arms and working out and stuff. Like, it's just – it makes – it's a great group. Like, the, the synergy is there.
0: Oh yeah, well, I, I love this. There's this. I think it's in Jesse's uh, book because I have his like autobiography or whatever. And in his, he talks about that like what he would do is he he's like once he's like once I knew that Arnold Schwarzenegger was going like the gym at four in the morning, he's like I would show up there at three. But then he's like, what I do is I take the spray bottle and make it look like I've been working out way harder than everything else. And when they walk in, I'm just looks like I'm sweating bullets and everything like that. And then I've ever just like that's my part where like he's like, like I was just trying to outlift Arnold and everything, and Arnold would be like, one day Jesse, you'll learn, you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man! Only, or I, I just
0: love Arnold. I have so more stories there, but I like how Arnold even played like he did his classic like bodybuilding jokes where he told the the tailor he's like. Oh yeah! By the way, when Jesse comes in, tell him that his arms one inch bigger than mine. It's gonna make him freak out. And so he was going by, he's like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "I'm bigger than or Look at this, and everything like that." He's like, "Okay, Jesse, if you think that's the case, we'll go to the gym. We'll measure. we we'll, you know we'll we'll do it over a bottle of champagne. We'll be the prize." Yeah. And then Arnold's was like three inches bigger than Jesse's. Of course,
1: <laughs> well, hey, you got to give props. See, that's something that just psyching I'm, him out. <laughs> well, I miss that kind of like competition. Uh, that that. Competitive camaraderie mm-hmm. that was just more present in the 80s in general. Yeah. Like that kind of machismo. Like um, you see it a lot in sport. I mean, Michael Jordan. I mean, just he was kind of psycho. Let's just be real. I don't know if you watched any of The Last Dance, but he's just yeah. the, the man was insane when it came to competitiveness. But I kind of miss that. I, like it's just missing today. Yes. And like even Arnold and sly they kind of had like they had a pretty decent beef going on even though they were probably friendly to each other and admired each other yeah but they wanted to beat each other really bad
0: yeah now, I, I, think and this, is, and I know that they, like some of it they kind of like almost made bigger than it really was like because mm-hmm. like arnold and sly were kind of more friends than you would think but they wanted to make it feel like in the media that they're really competing Yeah, kind of the same way that I remember even Snoop Dogg said about like the East Coast West Coast rappers. He's like he's like ironically we're actually more friends than people want to say. It was more the media. Yeah, they get your biggie shirt on. He's like he's like the media actually blew it out that we were all like hating each other, but that wasn't really the case.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's I just kind of miss that kind of Machizo. This movie, like I I don't want to. This sounds so cliche when people say this now, it couldn't be made these days. It just wouldn't be made these days because it's just a different mentality. Yeah. Um, although, that said, conceptually, I love what they're doing with this new Predator. It looks great. And we'll, yeah. we'll find out in a couple of days. It's Wednesday as of the recording of this, so like two days, we'll find out.
0: Well, it's even like there's Predators 3, Predators, and that one's still a fantastic movie. I like it. But it is definitely kind of missing, like, you just don't have that just that ultra manliness thing. It's it's almost like manliness nowadays is kind of like, like, people are kind of almost afraid to touch it. Like, if it mm-hmm. gets too manly, people start thinking of it in like negative terms and so on like that. So, you know, because like Expendables is kind of like the final hoorah of that kind of like era. It's like that's sort of what Expendables kind of like keeps in there and that's why i think i love so much about expendables one two and three you know is they kind of keep that you know just the manliest the big guys the bodybuilders all this kind of stuff you know because you know even though there's like guys that are kind of still jacked it's like there's still like not that same feeling that like i don't know because sometimes certain actors even though they can kind of look jacked they almost look more like well you're just jacked for like the movies but you don't feel like you're really like you know a real life kind of like Tough mm-hmm. guy, or anything like that. It kind of feels almost a little bit more fake. I mean, the, the Rock's like the last guy that carries that, you know, still to this day. Mm-hmm. But it's almost it, like nobody competes with The Rock for that.
1: No. I think one thing that changed it, actually, and you might say negatively, um, it's a movie I brought up recently and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Russell Crowe and Gladiator, uh-huh. not like it, it, it was a different action star. Yeah, well, like he's built muscly, but he's not like grotesque. He's not like I don't want to say grotesque, it sounds like <laughs> it's a negative connotation, but like he's not just a massive, massive dude. It's just like a more realistic yeah. kind of approach.
0: Well, and I feel that action star has always kind of been there because that's what Mel Gibson is, that's yeah. what Bruce Willis is, uh, that's even what Clint Eastwood is, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're, they're all kind of like that, they got the realistic build and so on, like that. You know what I mean? And they could in like I feel that action star kind of works. It's just I feel the larger than life action star that kind of like Arnold is and Stallone became you know and even some mm-hmm. of the other guys Dolph Lundgren and all that kind of stuff. Those ones just aren't nearly as – yeah. As I said, other than The Rock, nobody kind of competes for that. And that's yeah. not saying that people don't you know Ben Affleck has very impressive physique in movies and so on like that too. It's just, I think at the end of the day, it's just even though Ben Affleck can actually look pretty darn jacked and huge. I mean, even just look at him like in the bat or in Batman and everything like that, but. I don't know what it is. It doesn't have, even though I like Ben Affleck a lot, it doesn't have that same, just like ultra, like manliness feel that Arnold, Stallone, Carl, all those guys sort of have. Jesse.
1: Yeah. It's it's just a special time, a special movie, a perfect movie at the perfect time. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just, it did really kind of set the template for a lot of modern action films, just in doing things a different way. It doesn't have like a set, Template, although Predator 2, and we'll talk about this, kind of tries to emulate it in a lot of ways. And I wish mm-hmm. it kind of would have more, honestly. But um, this this film is just kind of a one of a kind thing. And, you know, it, it blows my mind that it was kind of hated when it came out. I think it was mostly because of Arnold. I think critics just hated Arnold.
0: I think that's it because you got to think about there's always. The people that are a lot of times in the critic things, they're going to be a bunch of film snods, you know, snooty people and all this kind of stuff. And I think the idea of this, in a sense, bodybuilder guy coming into the actor world, I don't know what it is. People, they hate when somebody from a different like media comes into like their set. It's the same way that like when they how they treat comic book writers, even to this day, like they look at them like they're retarded, even though if they would just bring them in. That's literally, like, they're fantastic writers. Like, what's the difference? Writing a comic book is no different than writing a screenplay. They make it out like it's two completely ridiculous things. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, it's not. It's the exact same thing. You know what I mean? Like,
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know. There's just a a lot of pretentiousness, I think, when it comes to movies like this, especially at this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's kind of eased up a little bit more now. But I think they really did just hate Arnold because you can't deny that this movie is technically well made like oh
0: no it's superior it, to many other movies
1: oh yeah especially at that time frame it's like so well shot uh, I think McTiernan just knew his limitations like mm-hmm. it, he knew what was going to be obstacles and how to get rid of them and he knew when to use the special effects like he the only template this thing follows is kind of like you know kind of the Jaws thing where you kind of save the monster as much as you can Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the special effects aren't overused they're used when no. they need to be there's um, it it's just like I remember hearing him say something about the jungle and like how he you know cleared space and all these things so you could see what was going on even though it was like a very very dense place that they were shooting it like, yeah. he thought things out there was a lot of planning and action and just the slow shots that there are sometimes and letting things kind of, you know, understanding what's going on. It's well made. It's not just like let's just throw a bunch of shit and uh crazy stuff at the wall and see what yeah. sticks. Um it's it's a it's a very competent intelligent movie just like Die Hard is.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely is. There's there is a lot of really good stuff going on for this flick. And I think that's the thing about it is it's expertly shot. And I think that's the, like what kind of makes these movies is in general too. also action movies are generally always looked down upon. That's it's one. Of the, it's like comedy movies. Like they just never looked upon. Right. But I think as time goes on, there's certain other directors that rise up and so on like that and bring more. Hey, no, no, no. These movies are amazing. These movies are fantastic. Cause it's that mm-hmm. kind of thing that once people like a Tarantino or a Robert Rodriguez or any of those guys start kind of, talking about these movies really well, then I think it kind of starts to change the minds of other people and so on like that too.
1: But I agree. Uh Tarantino, especially today, like he's just so revered when he says something is good. Yeah. Um And I, he's one person that like I love and hate simultaneously. He gets not his movies, his movies. I love. Yeah. But sometimes his pretentiousness irritates me and like, this is a film, this is a movie, I hate the whole thing.
0: I I don't like that kind of thing. And it's weird because yeah. then he'll talk such smack on certain movies and you're like, I, I feel like, what are you doing talking like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he'll make out, I, I don't know. It's that kind of thing where it's like, you know what I mean? But, but then it's like, he'll like a certain movie. I it's like, well, that movie's not that good compared to the one you just hated on.
1: Yeah, like this week he was like jaws is the best movie ever made. Now I don't know what the best film ever made was, but that's the best movie. I'm like, well, come on, let's just Yeah,
0: I I hate that. Oh, I I feel that they're all in the same category. I mean, like there's different genres of course and so on like mm-hmm. that. You know, but at the end of the day, it's, it's like the thing that I always say, the fun factor outweighs every, anything else. Fun factor can outweigh acting, it can outweigh story, it can outweigh special effects, it can outweigh so many different things. It's not saying that you know, a really good movie sort needs all that stuff to come together. But at the end of the day, if if I'm having more fun in the movie, that's going to outbeat anything else.
1: To me, if it's incompetent, I can't have fun.
0: Yeah, but yeah, and but see, that, 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 that that affects the fun factor, though. See, yeah, the fun that's, factors.
1: That's, yeah, like the new Jurassic movies. Like, uh, to, they, sometimes I just I zone out because it's just like yeah. I can't even. My mind can't break down the stupidity fast enough like i'm just like well that makes no sense and before i can even really this discern why i hate that so much <laughs> i'm on to something new that i just like what the f-? it's so but um we
0: just we just need michael that's the downfall losing michael is hmm. i felt like he brought the science that everybody else just threw over their shoulder by the time he was gone
1: yeah i don't know this movie just i don't know man predator is uh McTiernan was on something right at that time. Like he was just on this path. It's a shame that he kind of like got into some trouble and did some things because I think he deserves to be revered the way much more than he is.
0: Yeah. That's appreciated. Is, he made like just some amazing ginormous movies. And then, yeah, he kind of, by the time the nineties were done, he sort of faded out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and we he went to jail a, too. So. Oh, yeah, there's that. So that yeah. kind of doesn't help. And nobody's, but it's kind of bummer that like, uh, they they just haven't ever brought him back in to do something because it's like he's an amazing director. I mean, just look at, you know, not only, you know, Die Hard and Predator, but then it's like you got Die Hard 3, you got Last Action Hero, you got, uh, 13th Warrior. Those are all like ginormously good movies.
1: And Last Action Hero. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know your love for that, but that's, that's just a a movie that, um, really underappreciated like it, it was it, it had some flaws but it mm-hmm. was really it's really underappreciated film i had fun with it and this movie is just um masterclass. it's one of the best of the 80s i mean i think anytime you talk about 80s action films uh lethal weapon die hard predator maybe the holy trinity
0: Yeah, Um, it it really is. And it's kind of funny because they all kind of circle around with like shared members of all kinds of stuff in it. Yeah. You You do
1: Terminator in there, but Terminator always, this actually parallels most with Terminator because it's kind of a horror movie too.
0: Yeah. Well, and and Terminator 1, I think, is actually more horror movie than it is anything else. Exactly. I I actually don't really, when I think of Terminator 1, I actually don't think of it as an action movie. That oh, yeah, like, it's almost more of a straight up horror movie with sci-fi elements and mm-hmm. a little bit of war elements. Not necessarily I mean, action elements, but more war elements.
1: Yeah, there's you can associate Terminator m- more with Halloween yeah. than you could most action movies. Um but this is this is like a special thing. It's just it's a slasher film, it's an action film, it's it's um it's a very unique movie. And one well, things we haven't talked about. The the um the characters are great. Mm-hmm. Um the camaraderie is great. Um but the the design of the Predator.
0: Yeah. And they went through multiple choices on it too, because that's not the original design of the Predator. They had some goofy kind of looking like alien creature that mm-hmm. John Claude Van Damme was originally supposed to be in the suit so that he could be kind of like martial artsy and mm-hmm. acrobatic. And then they realized they're like, you know what? One, this, this suit version's kind of dumb looking, and two, John Claude Van Damme's only Five foot nine, so he just does not look opposing to uh, Arnold and Jesse and Carl Weathers and all these guys that are six foot something. So that's where they got um. God, what's that guy's name? Draw a blank around it
1: real quick. But um, I can't think of it either. But seven two. He's a big dude.
0: Yeah, he's he's ginormous. As I said, he was also in um. Harry and the Hendersons. You know, oh, Kevin Peter Hall. There we go. But yeah, okay. Harry and the Hendersons. He's in Predator two. He plays a predator as well there too. Um, you know what I mean. So like that guy's imposing. That guy looks badass. He moves awesome and everything like that. And I think that does. Because there is that scene where, like, the Predator grabs Arnold by the neck, and he's holding him up. You know what I mean? And that always, Mm -hmm. I think, kind of works well, which Jean-Claude Van Damme... You know, I feel if you had multiple Predators in a movie, I think Jean-Claude Van Damme would be fine as one of the other ones. Like, oh, here's a smaller guy, but he's doing all these martial arts moves. That would be kind of cool. You know what I mean?
1: Uh, I think what was really cool about Predator and Predator 2, more so that one. We'll talk about this more, but... They don't over-explain the Predator. Mm-mm. They don't, um but there's lore to him. Like, you look at him and you want to know more. Like, you want to know more backstory. Where did he come from? What is this technology? Like, how advanced are they? Like, there's, but there's some cultural elements to him. Like, the things that he does, the way he keeps trophies and Mm-mm. stuff. There's, like, a cultural element to this character, which makes it more interesting to me because then you want to know more about what this culture is, and they kind of delve into that later. And I think Prey is really going to delve into that um, if I'm, it seems that way.
0: Yeah, exactly, because that's the thing is, you know, yeah, you kind of get them here, and it it gives them just enough but not so much that you're kind of having to over-explain it. Mm -hmm. And then 2 adds a lot more to it. I think also the nice thing, too, is, you know, you got Jim and John Thomas. They write the first one. They also write the second one. The cool thing too is is that's their very first screenplay. They had like like that's kind of the like an interesting story in itself. Is those guys just kind of came in, wrote a screenplay, and just forcefully shoved it around town until like somebody picked it up.
1: So so clever the way that that happens sometimes. Like um, I think I told you about the cowboys and aliens thing where he just like the- um.
0: Like the movie Cowboys and Aliens?
1: Yeah. Like he, this guy wanted, wanted to write a movie. And so he said that he he wrote a comic mm-hmm. and he went and gave it to comic shops and said, just give this away. Yeah. And then he went to Hollywood, like, look how many of these that I'm moving. Look at this. People love this thing. Look at how many people have, have this comic. And they gave him like a movie deal, even though he <laughs> sold jack shit.
0: Well, that's always the thing is, like, if you have that kind of money just to buy and sort of distribute and pretty much give out free advertising, mm-hmm. like, that can make a huge difference. You know what I mean? The downfall is, is, you know, how much money, like, did he invest into that? $20,000 more than that even, you know what I mean? Just to get mm-hmm. that kind of going. I bet you spent $50,000 if he's kind of just giving it out like that. But you know what I mean? But it worked. It yeah. definitely worked. It kind of goes to show sometimes that if you spend enough money, there, there does get that threshold where, like, it will work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's it still is always a dangerous one because if you for some reason it doesn't work, then you're fifty thousand dollars in debt or whatever it is but
1: yeah well predator amazing um mm-hmm. I can't say it's completely lightning in a bottle because I don't feel like it was much of this fell into a lap there was a lot of really good decisions made yeah to make this happen. There was a lot of uh intelligent there's a lot of thought process into getting the right people. You know, not a lot of what's happened since, like Star Wars is lightning in a bottle, the original one. Like, yeah. Right movie, right time, right group of people. Like, Harrison Ford's doing carpentry work. Like, hey, you're Han Solo. Like, yeah. that shit's. This is. um, This was just people at the top of their game putting together something really well, knew what they were doing, and executed it incredibly well. I think even better than they anticipated.
0: Yeah, and, well, because also it has a lot of fresh guys on here, too. Because even John McTiernan, he never did a feature movie, I think, before this. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, you got those those writers. It's their very first movie and so on like that, too. So you got you know, that there. Then you kind of bring together star talents like Stan Winston doing the special effects, Arnold Schwarzenegger coming into, like, his prime, and mm-hmm. all these great other actors to back him up, in a sense. Like, it has sort of a mixed match of, like, a very new, classic of the time. like, like they're, they're mixing all different types of elements all together, and sort of creating, in a sense, that action, sort of sci-fi horror thing. Because, you know, even before this, I'm trying to think of a movie right beforehand that has that same feel that Predator does. Because, once again, as we said, Terminator, way more heavy in the horror than it is anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, too, like Aliens. Aliens, I guess, is kind of the closest because that is sort of an action. It's less yeah. on the horror, more on the action, and Definitely. kind of a mixed match there. So, Aliens probably is the closest thing that you could kind of say in this similar, but...
1: Well, that—that that thing that's the—the the sad part about McTiernan is that I wish he would have kind of got a little bit more. Uh, I think Cameron kind of started pushing him out. Yeah, and I, I wish that instead of James Cameron pushing him out, that they were both just getting stuff. Because I don't want any less of James Cameron in the eighties and nineties, or even now. We'll see yeah. how Avatar goes, but yeah, I—I I don't want any less of him. But I would like to see more McTiernan. Uh, I think 13th warrior is kind of underappreciated.
0: I do too. Cause that's um, a great movie. The, yeah. the Michael Crichton movie too.
1: There you go. Michael Crichton, man. RIP, bro. But yeah. um, anyway, we have a lot to talk about with predator too. Um, so we're going to kind of wrap it up. There's not a whole lot you can say that hasn't been said about predator. I mean, it's that iconic film, mm-hmm. one of the biggest films of the eighties, massive franchise. And it's continuing this yeah. week with prey. And, um, I cannot wait for us to watch that and talk about that film because I've already got a lot to say and I haven't even seen it. So that's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And even Predator, I mean, it continues in all forms. It's in comic books. It's in Alien versus Predator stuff. It's in video games. I mean, they had that Predator game not that long ago that kind of pretty much plays like Predator 1 where you kind of go in as a group of team. Now, you, the only downfall is you can only play as Arnold Schwarzenegger and the uh, the girl from Predator's. For some reason, like it would have been so much better if I think you would be able to play as Carl Weathers, you know, and Bill Duke and Jesse Ventura and so on. But Mm -hmm. I felt like that was that was the thing. It's like, that's what you're missing. You guys just got to license out all these other guys, too.
1: Was that a fun game?
0: It was. It it was pretty darn fun. It's one of those ones where those are those kind of games because they're just those ones that they're pretty much multiplayer only. And I'll say they're fun for about three days. You have a great time. And after that, you're like, eh, I kind of saw everything. It has, like, five different maps and, you know, so on like that. But for the moment I played it, it was great. And I just played as Arnold Schwarzenegger the whole time. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'll pay $6 for the Blaze Arnold. I don't need to play as anybody else.
1: Were there NES and SNES games for this? I feel like there were.
0: Yes, there's an NES game, of Predator 1. Well, I said there's another one, too. I know on Genesis there's Predator 2 and on computer as well. You know, and then of course, as time goes on, there's Alien versus Predator, which is always great games, and I mean those ones are super fun because you get either play as a Marine, an Alien, or a Predator. So that's that's dope. What, what's what's not the like there? Yeah.
1: <sighs> well, anyway, thanks for listening to Via VHS, watch your movie podcast. As always, you go to OldManOrange dot com and find all the great stuff Spencer's doing over there, Pizza Boys, and all that. And we may talk about that a little bit more in this next episode. Um, but uh, you want to yell at me? You can go Twitter at via VHS. Um, you go to Instagram at via VHS pod. I think I'm at via VHS on TikTok, which I got, to do better about doing that more. I saw you, I haven't even seen yeah. yours. I just saw you.
0: I, I haven't one. done one in so long Till the day. I'm like, I got, I got to do something. I'll, yeah, I'll I go got, stand outside and do a predator short clip.
1: Yeah. I, I need to be better about it. Cause I actually kind of, enjoy, it's actually does more for the podcast than you know, Facebook or anything else does. So, um, but yeah, um, uh go find me on those social media platforms you can yell at me there and um definitely go to oldmanorange.com check us out but um we'll be right back for another episode uh there's predator week so we got a lot going on so we got to talk about predator too we're gonna be in the same clothes i'm wearing my biggie shirt you're wearing, I'm the- wearing my
0: my race yeah, band and looking shirt
1: yeah there you go and um with that via vhs is out